All right, welcome back to the show. This is Nicole, and I have a guest for you today. And let me tell you, today's episode is a topic we have never covered on the show. I've had this podcast, even though it had a different name, going for a few years. And this topic is something that I felt called to bring you and just share with you, and not even the topic, but this human. So Bijou Finney, who is known on Instagram as the Mushroom Mamacita, is here with us today. And Bijou was sent my way, her Instagram handle, I should say, was sent my way one day by my astrologer, who many of you know. And she said, I think you should check out this account. I think you'll like her. And immediately I loved her content, thought it was such a vibe. And when I knew that I was going to rebrand this show into evolving, I thought this is the kind of conversation I want to have on the show. This conversation you'll hear about microdosing. Of course, you'll learn a bit about mushroom therapy and assisted mushroom therapy, psilocybin that is. Uh, You'll also hear about my own personal story of how this wound up in my world through the beginning of this year and what the impact was. You're going to hear about sexuality, femininity, awakening, self-actualization, and so much more. I really think you're going to enjoy this. And I would say that just listen with an open, curious heart. You're going to hear how I myself was like, meh, this isn't my vibe. And it evolved as I went on my own brain health journey and got curious. I began to just learn more. And that's really what this episode is about. It's about learning and exploring. So for now, I want you to enjoy it. Uh, Bijou, I will say that she has been in the past a brand stylist, a consultant. She's been a coach, a content creator. She's been an art director. She's done so much. And now she is focused on helping humans work through, breaking through with this medicine. And she has a lot to say about it. She has a lot of beautiful programs. You're going to see all of that in the show notes if you're interested in exploring that further. But for now, just enjoy this beautiful conversation because I know I did. All right, Bijou, I've been following your account for, I don't know, maybe six months or so after I had asked my astrologer about her microdosing post. (laughs) And then she said, this woman's in Austin. You're in Austin right now. You should follow her. And then I was like, oh, she follows me. I was like, okay. Then I I was like loving all your shares. So I knew that when I was rebranding the podcast, I was like, she has to come onto the show. So thank you for coming. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah. And your content for a while now too. See, I love how life just weaves us into each other's paths at the right, perfect time. So it just works out. You go by Mushroom Mamacita on Instagram. I want to know, where did that identity come about? Like, when were you like, that's it. I am going to step into this mushroom queendom. <laughs> the mushroom gave it to me, actually. It's quite funny, but I was, I was originally working on business coaching and consulting and branding. And I was finding that like my clients were having these big mental blocks and I, I just didn't have the tools to support them. And I also was afraid of intimacy myself. So like asking some of the hard questions and working them through that, I felt blocked myself or I liked that I didn't have the permission. And so I started working with psychedelics personally to get through my own stuff. And then became 
just smitten and so in love with them and really just went down that rabbit hole. And when COVID hit, I closed my video production company that I'd had for eight years. And in that, I was also doing the branding, consulting, and the business coaching. And so then moved out of Austin, out to the middle of nowhere, really started doing a lot of my own work. And when I was before that, trying to figure out psychedelics myself, there was very little on the internet. So this is obviously like six, seven years ago. And there was just a bunch of hippie dudes telling YouTube what their trip was like. And I was like, oh gosh, this is, this is not the PR that the mushrooms want. And <laughs> I don't have any support. And so that's when I started really getting curious about what it would look like to support people. And then I started doing it in the back end, like the background, obviously, with the legalities of it. And then one day I was just like, this is the future. This is what everybody or most people need. And so I'm going to do it. I'm going to start. I'm going to come out. And and my partner was like, hmm, really? You got to do that? And I was like, and I'm also going to add sexuality too, because you can't have one without the other. Like once you wake up in a big way, you need to kind of understand who you are across the board. So he's like, oh, great. So just add all the taboos and smash them together. And and so I did a mushroom trip about it. And I was like, do I have permission? Is this really me? Is this stupid? Am I going to get in trouble? Am I really that passionate about it? And that's when the mushroom mama seat that was gifted to me. And I was like, I'm originally from El Paso and I grew up going to Mexico almost every weekend. And so I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm the mushroom mama seat and I probably will be for the rest of my life. And that was a, a kind of a pivotal moment. And then shortly after I came out to the world and then I thought it was going to be like seven to 10 years before that was accepted. And then fast forward three years and it's like widely known. So it's pretty cool that people are getting a little bit more comfortable with it in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that story. I was going to ask you where you're from. So you're El Paso. You made your way to Austin. And I, I don't even know the legalities. I feel like it's legal. Mushrooms are le- becoming legal in different places. I saw in Colorado, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell, tell me, is it Texas too? Like California? No. No, not in Texas, Oregon, Colorado, Rhode Island, Washington, D.C. There's like, it's not federally legal, but with all of the money going up to the scientific study of it, I I presume that it will be rather quickly, especially because the Republicans are pushing it now for the veterans, which is amazing. Wow, yeah. Helping them. So I I believe that because kind of cannabis led the way in, in some ways that it might go a little bit faster, but yeah, right now it's either like the city, there's very few that are like statewide and I'm crossing my fingers for federally across the nation sometime soon. That's amazing. I keep, I continue to see, I, I, I see that you share some things too, but I've been seeing just different studies that are approved and it's like all of these biohacking people that are very scientific, science driven, they talk about the power of microdosing. And I want to bring that forward. And I think that's what brought me here. I I wouldn't say I was anti-plant medicine, but I was just away from it for a while. When I was younger, I did a lot of what I guess macro doses of LSD and mushrooms. And it was not intentional, but, you know, they were mind opening and sometimes beautiful, sometimes scary. But then in 2016, I did ayahuasca and there was a lot of messages that came from those from that retreat. But there was also like, 
felt like shit after. Mm -hmm. And I realized, I was like, well, I don't know if it's my own PTSD or my own brain, but like my nervous system, my biochemistry is not built for that. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good. So now fast forward to 2023, beginning of the year, I'm kind of in isolation, going away from the world and I'm in Austin on retreat. And I just, I don't know, I had this like impulse all out of the blue to microdose mushrooms. And then I was like, I don't know, like, where's this coming from? And then I was even looking it up on the Instagram and I was like, nothing's really calling to me. But I ended up doing it, you know, microdosing for a little bit. And the first day that I did it, I actually, because there was these thoughts that were bothering me. And I felt like it cut through that. And I'm already a mindful, aware person. So I was like, oh. And then my daughter, she's 17. And I was like, she wanted to take some. And I was like, yeah, because you know what? There's a whole bunch of kids that are her age that are doing, what's it called? Antidepressants and things like that. And I'm like, definitely no. So anyway, she had a really beautiful experience. And I was just like, so anyway, I got more curious and I found my way to you. But I want to talk about microdosing versus what some people may think of I took mushrooms and I'm tripping my ass off right <laughs> like can you talk about that for a little bit yeah so I was super duper religious super duper against all drugs never did anything and then fast forward to my first LSD experience out out of college so I was like way past the time when everyone's experimenting started getting interested in psychedelics and went down all the different rabbit holes, tried all the different things. And yeah, some of these things, they will just completely blow your world apart. Granted, maybe some people need that, but that's not what people with kids and families and and careers need. need like their nervous system to be regulated and their neural pathways to come online in new and beautiful ways. And so that's why I'm so in love with mushrooms is that it is that kind, soft, small amount that you need to shift to these, have these micro shifts in your, your mental state and, and the way that you connect to your body. And so I was a huge biohacker, actually. I tried every supplement, everywhere, Bull Tech, read every book. I was just obsessed with human authorization. And that's how I kind of found microdosing was through the Silicon Valley guys. And so started getting really into it and started going, oh, wow, like this helps my 80-year-old dad. This helps my brother. This helps my, I stopped drinking, which I never thought I would ever do since I was such a heavy drinker. I was like, whoa, this helps just across the board. And it's so easy to fold into my normal life. I don't have to like go off on this extensive retreat and have like this huge integration period afterwards. It is just like mindfully working with this medicine over time. And so that's when I started really trying to understand, like, what does it look like for someone to do this and have true mental shifts? Not just like I pop this and I go about my day and I don't change anything about my environment and I don't find what narratives need to be replaced. And it's fine if your nervous system is just getting the benefits of it, but it's so much more that is possible with thoughtful work. And so, yeah, it's like, I think that's why it's so accessible because it's not this like, it doesn't have to be this like woo-woo spiritual thing. I came into it in a very analytical, scientific, rational way and did it, did it open my mind? Did it help heal some of the things? Did I end up going down 
a much deeper rabbit hole with it. Yes, I personally did, but there are plenty of people that I work with that just do a couple microdosing containers a year and that's it. And they feel incredible because of it. So, and that's what I like about it is that depending on what you're trying to accomplish with it, whether it's heal incredible past trauma or just like support you in your normal day life and optimization, it can kind of help with all of it. I love that. And I, I know from my friend that I got my microdoses from, like there were different mushroom strains. Some were like, this one is used for PTSD. This one is used for whatever else. Do you want to speak on that a little bit? Because it's almost like it's not just taking a magic mushroom. There's many different strains and they're working with different parts of you. Yeah, I would say so there's like over 200 different strains that have psilocybin in them. But there, in my opinion, there are some that are appropriate for deep trips that are like that would unnecessary to move PTSD, right? Like there are specific ways that you go about addressing specific things. And, and in my opinion, a tr- strains associated to that. So like if you're just trying to have a nice and light, smooth microdosing experience, then taking the very like subperceptive dose with a very nice light strain is the way to go about it. So a lot of times people are finding albino penis envy strain, which is one of the strongest in a chocolate from a friend. And they're trying to chop bite off a small amount to microdose. And I'm like, that is not how you microdose. First of all, that strain is not appropriate for microdosing for the average person. And it's not going to feel good, first of all. And second of all, you can't control how much is going into your body with nibbling off of a chocolate bar. And you also need to be supporting yourself with practices because this isn't just like a, I take an antidepressant and it, it zones me out and that's it. It's like, I'm trying to get somewhere with this. So like, what practices, what exercises, what other habits do I need to add into my life while I'm microdosing to actually get the results that I'm looking for? So yeah, I mean, people, when they work with someone, it's like, what dose strain and protocol should you be doing? And what are the practices that you should be doing to, to really support yourself on, on your journey? Okay. I, this is coming to me and I, I wanted to ask you this earlier. So it's almost like we're tracking back for a second, but when you shared that you are coming out with this, like this is edgy, right? And even your partner was like, whoa, you're going to come out with this really edgy. And then you're adding sexuality because so many of my listeners are entrepreneurs or they have a business they want to start, or they have something they want to say that they're working up the courage to be like, this is who the hell I am. And I feel like we're in an era of that. Like, I feel like even with spirituality, there's more of like, it's not about just meditating and praying things away. It's like, we need our voices now. We need to be clear. We need to be empowered in that way. Can you speak on that for a moment before we go back into the mushroom journeys? Because I think that that's so important. And I'm sure the mushrooms and doing the work that you've done has like equipped you even more in that clarity. But just speaking on what that was like coming forth and being like, this is what I'm showing up for. Because that's a, that's like a bold thing. And obviously it was necessary and needed and it's going to continue to be, but it was bold. It's, it's central to who I am in my work. So I'm really grateful for this question because I don't think anyone's ever asked me it before. But if I look back at the common denominators or the themes of my life, like I came out of college, opened a boutique. Why? I wanted people to dress the way that they wanted to. And the type of clothes that I offered didn't exist, right? They're a little bit more edgy or 
video production company, like tell your story, come out and and be yourself online and sell the thing that you want to sell and bring your gift to the world. And and it was always like the come on, let's let's do this. And I think really what it was was my deep desire to show up. And what I was doing is we always give everyone what we want. And so I was just like trying to get everyone else to do it. And finally the mushrooms are like, it's your turn. Like you need to stop blaming everyone else and do this, right? And so when I say blaming everyone else, it is, it was like, you won't let me be who I want to be. And you're trying to keep me small and you're afraid of this. And I was constantly blaming everyone else. And then when I had the magnifying turn around on myself, I was like, no, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of doing this. I'm afraid of being myself. I'm afraid of being shunned. I'm afraid of no one liking who I really am. Because it's easy to put out the trendy stuff because we know that that's tested and it's liked. But are you going to put out the the ushy-gushy, like, your underbelly? No, because you're afraid that someone's going to, like, trash it or they're not going to like it. And what would that say about you? So it might be the scariest thing you ever do in your life is come out to the world in a big way or even just to your community. So, yeah, I would say that it takes support. It takes constant love of self, understanding of self, healing of self, expansion of self. And then nice cattle to listen to support your brain and getting out of this, the ruminations that you were talking about, uh, like the part of your brain that starts with the ruminations is the exact part of the brain that the, the mushrooms down, down regulate. Yeah. Helps all of those, like this egoic, I'm trying to keep you safe and small because safe and small flies under the radar voices. Those go away for a minute. So those went away for a minute. Who would you be and what would you say? And that's the authenticity that I think everyone's like wanting in the world because I just saw a post the other day. She was like, God, Instagram is so bored because everyone's doing the same thing. And it's like, yeah, now we're needing, we're needing the like, what's your special sauce? Who are you? And how is everything that's happened in, in your life made you to this like very specific thing that only a very specific type of person would be interested in and would be able to be supported by. And so that's the cool thing about, I believe, like working with psychedelics is that it allows you to get over those mental blocks. It makes you feel very afraid to show up. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Because I feel like, yeah, I feel like that with Instagram too. I've been thinking how what Instagram used to be. It's like, I would walk around LA, have my daughter take photos of me and be like, me with my coffee, me with this. And I was like, that shit would never fly now. But like, it was that back in the day. And now it's like just so different. And I feel like in the age of AI emerging, like all of this is just really important because it's asking us to be even more human, even more creative, even more fully expressed. And so going back to that rumination thing, yes, that's what happened because something happened when I had COVID. It was as if my brain changed. and I've studied. So I started studying brain health. And that was where I got really like, I was, I, this is how I found my way to microdosing. So I was like, okay, brain health. And, you know, I would say mental health, brain health, and then also inflammation. But then I was studying other mushrooms and I was already taking other mushrooms like lion's mane and quadriceps. So then I was like, well, let me just, I, I got curious and I saw different documentaries and it was like more for me, I was interested in the brain aspect. And it was interesting that after feeling that rumination and realizing that it was present, having so many tools, still experiencing it, taking the microdose, 
very first day and it was like very small. I mean, it was probably like a 0.50 gram. Is that the right? Like, that's like the minimal microdose kind of vibration. 0.05. Yeah. Yeah. 0.05. So it was very low. I was like, I'm very sensitive. I felt it. I was like relaxing on the couch and I could just feel as if like it cut through and there was space again. And I was like, amazing. (laughs) And it was like a breakthrough. And so I was just like, it was gentle. It was subtle. And I felt that. Mm -hmm. So that was my experience, you know? So do people come to you because they're, I mean, I feel like they're coming to you for all kinds of reasons, but tell me the, the main reasons why people seek you out and say, I'm ready to get into your work, which we'll talk about in a few minutes here. Well, I mean, it, people don't believe that it can help across the board, but it, it's true because I believe that it kind of cuts to some of the main blocks that we have. So like the main blocks of, am I safe? Am I worthy? Am I on this planet for a reason? All of those like big questions really then a lot of the issues stem from those big questions. So like addictions and relationship issues or plateauing with their businesses, getting off of SSRIs, all of those things, processing big grief. I love working with people who are transitioning into something huge in their lives. So maybe a divorce or closing their business or moving in a big way, selling a house that they like really felt was theirs, right? Like it's these big moments in time where we really need to support ourselves in processing like, who am I now? And how did I feel about that experience? So yeah, I would say if you're a human, I kind of like help that. It's weird. (laughs) I help humans. I love that because I definitely... I don't like calling it ADD brain anymore because I know so much more about the brain, but it's really like great for me that needs variety of story and experience that I get to really understand the human experience. It's like such an incredible gift. But yeah, I would say majority of the time it's people that are like, I have a lot. I have a, a job. I have the abundance that I want. I have the family that I want but I'm still not happy. I'm still having some issues. I'm still plateauing. I'm still thinking poorly about myself. I'm still having issues with my health. And so there's that group of people or there's the other group of people that are like, I am at the lowest point I've ever been in my whole life. Like something's got to give. This is like the bottom of the barrel and something needs to happen or I don't know where I'm going to go. And so there's just such a huge variety of people, but I would say it's really like, our environment that we're in is causing everyone to be really sick and sad. And, and, and I think that's the shift is like, okay, you can't just pop this. You have to like drink it down with the intention of what is this going to tell me about myself and what choices and decisions am I going to make and what shifts are going to need to happen in my environment? And am I actually going to follow through with that? And that's where the accountability comes in is that like people can't be doing this alone. Like you you might have an experience like yours where it was like, oh, I can actually hear my own thoughts and oh, my nervous system feels a little bit better. And that's fantastic. But to get to the next step, which is, okay, how am I actually going to shift my life? That's like, I need an integration group. I need a friend. I need someone that I'm talking with and processing my emotions and my feelings and my thoughts. And I need someone to hold me accountable for the shifts that need to happen in my life, for the hard conversations that I need to do or the moves that I need to make or the 
quitting of the job or the breaking up of the boyfriend, like all of those things that are keeping us sick, sad, depressed, and anxious, they got to give. And so that's kind of where I believe psychedelics really need that kind of support. I love that. I will say this for anyone listening. For my situation, it's different. I have like two good friends that are like trained. They support, they facilitate. One of them is like psychotherapy trained something. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the exact title, but they know a lot. They're available for me. And for me, I was like in a descent and ignoring the world anyway. And I love to be alone. So I was like, I'm just doing this gently, but it's interesting. And then even with my daughter, I know she wants to go on a full on journey and I want that for her. But I'm also like, I want you to do it when you're ready. She's almost 18. And I want you to do it in a setting that's right, which she will. I'm not leading. Even I was like, I'm not leading you on that. I don't want to, that you should be in hands that are not your mom's and feeling safe to express whatever you want to express. So I do believe in that. And that's why I see that you're, you have a lot of retreats and I think your retreats look really beautiful. So I want to hear a little bit about those because one of the things for us as women is not only doing this work, but coming together and deepening because these things help us like just lift off the mask. I mean, whether you're, you know, whatever you're used to, I I would say like, even if you're in a blissful state of like a meditation retreat, whatever it takes you to get rid of the ego, when you're doing these kind of things, it's, you have this deeper intimacy is available. I found. So tell me how your retreats are. Are they microdosing retreats? I think I saw, or are there other kinds? So there, there's a few different things that like my process is like similar to what you're intuitively understanding with your daughter is it's really important that someone microdoses for a while and gets to understand, okay, this is what the medicine feels like. I trust it. These are the blocks that I was unaware of or the narratives that needs to shift. This is my facilitator. I trust them. I know them so that when you finally do decide to do a big trip, you will actually surrender. You will actually be in the mental state of I've been here before. I've done a small key experience or I've done microdosing and and this isn't my first time here, right? And and that's the thing is like if you want to get blasted off and and just awe and wonder rush into your life, great. There's definitely a time and space for that. But if you're trying to do something, if you're trying to process something, if you're trying to completely timeline hop or get on a completely new narrative, then it takes preparation work. And and that's the thing is I typically work one-on-one with someone for months on virtual assisted microdosing sessions where we go through their subconscious and we try to understand them on a deep level so that when it's appropriate to do a big deep dive, then we meet together in person. And the integration process means that it's not just a peak random experience, that it's something that actually shifted their life. And then the knowingness that came in in that experience then gets teased out into their life. And so that real big shift actually happens. The retreats are more like, as women, we're not aware of, and I'm seeking for myself, is I was so in the masculine. I had so many sister mother wounds. I had so much disconnection from my body and what it meant to be woman that I was really like selling myself short in a big way. I was not accessing the intimacy, the feminine essence, the abundance that's possible with flow coming to you rather than you chasing everything. All of those elements of what it means to be a woman that we are not given in our society, 
really comes in with intention, with working with the medicine, with the practices, but then it's actually being in community with women and having the medicine in your system and saying, this is who I am. And then all the women there going, cool, that's awesome. We don't get that. We don't get that in our lives. And that is so healing. It tells us deep in our bodies that it's safe and it's okay to be ourselves and that we're going to be accepted and loved by other women. And that healing of the sister wound and the idea of who you are, like, that's crazy. Like, yeah, it's like incredible stuff. And that's typically, there are definitely retreats for women who have never worked with the medicine before. And that's kind of a tiptoe in. But then there are retreats that women have been working with the medicine for a minute and they're ready to like really have community with other women that are like doing big things in their lives. And they want to like, know each other and they want to support each other after that and it's kind of like a we're going to journey together we're going to connect we're going to set this sisterhood and then we're going to like have this into the future and it's really cool because if you think about it a lot of your girlfriends might have known you for the past 10 or 15 years and they might be still holding on to the idea of nicole 10 years ago whether they like it or not subconsciously and it's hard to break out of that because when you start trying to break out of it, they're like, that's not you, Nicole. And you're like, yeah, but it is now. This is me now. And so to meet strangers and be like, all the work that I've done, this is me. And then be like, oh, that's cool. It's it's also really cool because it like em- helps you embody all the work that you've done in a big way. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. I, I can get that. I love... That's why I love going to events like other events, but anything where people are letting their guard down and connecting because it does let you be whoever you are in the moment. But when you're working with the medicine, I'm sure it's all like next level. <laughs> it's the next level. You know? So what were you going to say? Sometimes people will be like, oh, I've done it in childbirth before. And I'm like, you haven't done it on mushrooms though. <laughs> with a group of other people. <laughs> yeah. So how does the sexuality piece play into this? Because you mentioned that and where does that weave in? What does that look like in terms of these retreats, the one-on-one work you're doing? All right, I am taking a short break here to let you know about something, something I've never done before, something I've never offered before, but it came to me in such a way I was like, okay, we have to do this. I have been having an experiment with myself and it's an experiment of evolution. It's an experiment of awakening my highest and best. It's an experiment of creating my future self in a way that is like, we're doing the damn thing now. And I've been meditating a lot. I've been doing a lot of breath work and I have decided to lead. And not only have I decided, it came through me and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I decided to invite people in and it has been so beautiful how many people have said yes and signed up for it. And I really think it's because I did not resist the price that came through as early pricing was like no nonsense, so affordable and accessible. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. Like this is the number that came through. I'm going to do it. And that is for unlocking your divine potential. My five day stacked energetic breakthroughs. So we are doing breath work, meditation, hypnosis. There's going to be some periods of light movement. We are doing all things to move out of the mind, out of the noise, out of the past, out of your programs, and into creating your future. Talk about moving big energy. If you've done a session with me, 
if you've experienced even a short bit of my channeled meditations and breath work, you understand that they move energy. But imagine five days stacked. And these are not just 10 minute sessions. I mean, we are going into approximately one hour. They're channeled. So I'm not going to say it's not timed, but they're going to be about an hour. We are going through relaxation, through moving energy, really activating. There's going to be some hypnosis. I'm going to ask you questions to prime your soul to speak to you. That guidance that only you know. I'm not your soul, but I'm going to ask you questions that is like, okay, let's get beyond who you've always been. Let's ask a bigger question. All of this is going to be happening and the early pricing is about to end. So if you want to get in for the early pricing, you can do it now. It's only $55. So that's happening. The link is down below. Get in before the price increase and the link will still be here. If you get it after, you can just get in before it happens. It's happening July 5th through July 9th. There's going to be replays, but I want to let you know that the replays are only available for 24 hours and here's why. This is not something that you are meant to get and just be like, I'll get to it when I get to it. This is something that we are creating a field, a field of intention, a field of love, a field of yes. And in this field of all of the humans from all over the world that are doing this, it's meant to be prioritized and done every day for five days. So you can do it at one in the morning. You can do it at one in the afternoon. You could do it at 6 a.m. You could do it at 6 p.m. You can do it three times in one day. It doesn't matter what you do with that replay or when you do it, but it's meant to be done in that window to hold the intention of the field. Have the experiment of what will happen if you do this for five days. What answers will come through? What clarity will come through? How will you feel? What will you see differently? Who will you be on the other side? I've created a telegram thread so that we can talk about that, so that you can share, so you can connect so that you know that you're not alone in this. It's going to be a really beautiful thing. And the fact that it's $55, I'm, I'm kind of like having a little giggle, but it's fun. It's fun to do something and make it so lighthearted and easy and accessible. So my friends, if you have not given yourself this gift yet, get in, get in. The link is below. Share it with a friend, invite someone. It's time. Let's do it. It's not, it's not necessarily for everyone that I work with. I work with a lot of couples and entrepreneurs and families even, like whole families that are doing work together. I think for a specific type of client that I have for specific couples or specific women, it's the missing element that they're having a hard time accessing. So for me, I was very similar in the sense that I read all the self-help books. I did all the things that I possibly could, but I wouldn't touch that one thing. I didn't know how. I didn't know who to talk to. It seemed just icky. I didn't like all of the cliche, like red rose stuff on all the books and the women that looked and talked a certain way. And so I was just like, that's not mine. That's, that's someone else's. And so when the mushrooms were like, you're leaving this big thing on the table that you're supposed to have that was your birthright that you need to understand that gives you access to the power that's going to bring you in the abundance that you want, the connection that you want, the love that you want, the idea of who you are, you need to understand this. And that was very scary for me. And so it was like labeling it sexuality is kind of hard because people instantly go like, oh, I know I'm into men or women. I don't, what do you mean? I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm having decent sex once a month. And you're just like, oh, it's not exactly what I'm talking about. 
it's kind of like knowing yourself, connecting yourself to your body, connecting yourself to your intuition, understanding receiving. Women are so bad at receiving. Like we don't know how to take any energy in. We don't know how to hold that pleasure in our bodies. It's like these dopamine hits from like social media or shopping or drinking, but it's not the let me hold pleasure in my body for multiple minutes. Like that's the stuff that I'm talking about that I believe that I don't want women to die before experiencing because I almost did. I almost went my whole life without tapping into that. And I work with some women now that are in their 60s and 70s. And it just breaks my heart that they lived the majority of their life without ever accessing any of this stuff or playing with any of it or understanding that aspect of themselves. So it's nuanced. It's like different for everyone, but it's really just like knowing yourself in a different way. I feel like that's a really good way of describing it because even for me, I've been celibate, but I am in touch with sexual pleasure. And I feel like some people think sexuality and they're like, oh, about who are, what are you doing with someone else? And it's like more of an internal journey first and something you get to share and experience with someone. But I love that description. And I would say like, even for the, someone that's 60, I have clients in their sixties that I would say it's not too late. Because, no. Yeah. So no, I was listening to a podcast with this, this couple and they're in their sixties and they own this like wellness food brand. And they're talking about how they have great sex. And I was like, I want to be like that. <laughs> I want to be like that with my partner in my sixties. Well, the women that I do work with, they make up for lost time too. They, they make up for lost time and they enjoy it. And it's just like, how freaking cool. It gives me so much faith that that women would be open to doing something that's taboo and scary, even though they have not majority of their life, right? Like I was hard for me at my age. And when you get like stuck in these neural pathways, it's hard to break out of that. And I understand that. But yeah, it's like, you're absolutely right. It's all about the self. Like if you can't hold pleasure by yourself, if you don't know what that looks like by yourself, then how are you going to hold that with someone else? And that was my biggest thing is like, it's taken me three years of consistent work to even understand who I am to then potentially be able to bring it into a relationship is a totally different game. And so, yeah, like when people say that they're bored with life, it's like, oh, then you're not playing around with the right things because there's like so much about our lives and who we are as humans, like spirituality and sexuality and, and health and wellness and and expansion that is it's just overwhelming how much it is honestly so it's like give yourself the gift of going down some of those rabbit holes to really find out who you are while you're here so true I feel like whenever we're bored it's like we're stuck we're stuck in some sort of group we're stuck in some sort of identity and it's interesting how our mind can make us feel like and our beliefs can make us feel like we are stuck Like, I can't leave this relationship. I can't figure out the money beyond this. I can't figure out the job. And it's like, well, you're not if you're going to keep saying I can't. (laughs) But there's, it's like a whole other world out there when we're willing to play. But it's fucking scary sometimes. And I think that's the thing is it takes courage to do any of this. It takes courage to be like, maybe I don't know. Let me play. Let me call on assistance. Let me explore. Let me 
get my world shaking up a little bit. And I don't mean by taking a macro dose of mushrooms necessarily, but even doing little ones or even hiring a new mentor. And it's like meeting new people, like get out of your rut. We all can get into ruts. That's really important. What do you feel like, where do you feel like this mushroom, the mushrooms are going in terms of, I don't know, not even that far in the future, but in the next few years, like, what are you seeing? People are doing microdosing. I feel like on Instagram, I get frigging, what's it called? Ads. And it's like, get this microdose. I haven't looked in it too deep, but it's like a microdosing thing that you can get sent to your house. I'm like, what is this? Like, I don't even know if this is real, if it's like psilocybin, but I just feel like it's becoming more and more of a common like a common thing that people are doing. I know here in California, I call it the smell of California. It's like weed everywhere. I don't smoke weed, but it's like everything smells like weed. It's everywhere. And I I wonder if the future is people taking their mini microdoses and going to work or, you know, I don't know. What are your thoughts, insights, visions on any of this stuff? So much like you, I've been very like a brain nerd for many, many years. I'm like, why are we not having a bigger conversation about the brain? And it's like literally the operating system and contributes to everything in our lives. So like, why aren't we taught as children more about our brains? And so what I love about mushrooms is that I do think that they're going to bring more of the brain talk to the forefront. They're going to talk about how you can support yourself with your lifestyle choices and that it's not that you're just labeled depressed or that you're ADD. It's really that like these things need to change in your life or this needs to be processed. And so I believe since they're so safe and since they're so accessible that they're going to be very commonly used. So like as simple as, oh, add add that powder to my smoothie at the juice bar. Like it might be that, I hope, but Obviously, they're going to try to synthesize it and regulate it in some way to be able to make money on it and control it. But the good news is, is that anyone can grow it in a small shoebox in their closet for very. And so it's kind of like good luck trying to. Once people get comfortable with the idea of it, it's like controlling people and growing their own medicine and supporting themselves is going to be like hard. But yeah, I mean, I hope that that it doesn't go the cannabis route. I don't have an issue with cannabis. I do believe it's more of a dissociative than mushrooms are, where mushrooms diving deeper into yourself, like cannabis kind of gives you a break from yourself. But there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you do need to just like leave your problems for a minute. The problem is, is that people become addicted to it and do it too much. And that's when they start just leaving all of the time, right? And so that's a great distinction. Like between the two, because I feel that and I don't like anything that makes me feel like I'm leaving myself. I'm like, I've been doing so much work for 11 years to be in myself. (laughs) Yeah. Unless I want to like journey and like, you know, meditate kind of thing. But yeah, that's a great distinction. Yeah. It's like diving into yourself and being aware of yourself, which is a lot of times very uncomfortable for some people because for a minute there, they're like, oh, wow, I think I'm a shithead. I might need to change this or it, it is. It's like this awareness that they've been dissociating from where they understand they're much more empowered than they actually thought that they were. And then 
the ramifications of, damn, I need to, I need to do something about this. And then feeling like, oh, do I have to? Is like this whole thing that someone needs to go through sometimes when they start working with mushrooms. But yeah, I would say that I hope that we go down the path of people using it in a safe way with guidance, with support so that they're not causing random trauma and or bringing all of this stuff up to the surface and sitting with it rather than processing it with someone. I, I hear people all the time coming to me where like, I tried to do it alone and it went epically wrong. And it's like, let's not, let's not do it. People yeah. like, let's, let's go about this the right way. Let's be adults about it and, and do this. And when you do do it that way, you don't have to do it for the rest of your life. You can intuitively bring it into your life as necessary when new big stresses pop up. But if you do the work right and you integrate it, it has such a long lasting run rate. And so it's kind of like, I hope that this blossoms in a beautiful way. What I love about them is that they have their own governor, especially like mushrooms, is that they're very hard to get addicted to. And if you don't use them with reverence, you will get spanked. And so it's like, unlike other alcohol and cannabis, sometimes people like don't learn their lessons with those things. And then they spiral out of control versus this one's a little bit more of a good luck. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's kind of the wild west to answer your question. Like, who knows how this is going to unfold? I just know after working with as many clients as I have, I feel good about my method and I'm going to stick to it no matter what the government says, no matter what people say, I'm just going to keep staying in my lane and doing my thing and helping the the people that I'm supposed to help. But yeah, who knows? I mean, I'm really interested to know how all that's going to unfold. Yeah, I am too. It just seems, it seems interesting, but I, I just feel like life is happening. There's a lot of changes that are coming and that we are being asked to go within to reflect, to adjust and that it's a heart opening work. So like, and I will say just kind of mirroring this back and getting it out to the people that are listening on, on the internet to this podcast is there is a more intentional way to do it. And I think it's having the support. Mm-hmm. Just like if you're going to hire a coach or a wellness coach or, you know, whatever you're doing, I always think that when we're really serious about the result. We get support because we can't see what we can't see. And when we feel safe and supported, the body opens and the psyche opens. Like there's when we know that we're good, like that's my experience. When we know we're held, we know we're good. There's an opening beyond. I'm going to get through this by my own because there's something there. You said it earlier about the surrendering. It's like there's an unconscious like knowing like I'm safe. I'm held. I can go there. And I I just want everyone to hear that because that's why I brought you on. So I was like, okay, I think that there needs to be a conversation about doing these things, but doing them in a way that's intentional, doing it with people that have been doing the work for a long time, that are working with it and embodying it themselves. And that's why I think that you do that really well from what I see. Yeah. So tell us the entry, the entry point. If someone's listening and they're like, this has been on my heart. The mushrooms have been calling me. What, where do they start with you if they're curious and they want to just see what's, what's up? Yeah. So I think what I've kind of put together is a smashing together of it. It's like therapeutic coaching, but it's also somatic practices. It's like the body, mind, soul. Like if you're not addressing all three of them, 
then you're kind of leaving one on the table and you're not going to really have that full healing that you're talking about. So yes, we should be understanding who we are by ourselves, but we can't heal relational wounds without doing them relationally with other people. And it's typically very hard to understand how to do that without some type of guidance. And so what I I and some of the other women that I've trained are doing is like a seven, it's typically like a seven session process over three months, because as you know, as you know about the brain, it's like, it takes a minute for you to reprogram the brain, to get acclimated to the medicine, to understand what shifts need to happen, to do them for a certain amount of time, and then to then understand what to do after that. So it's like people typically will schedule a consultation call with me where they'll tell me, this is my height. This is my weight. These are the pharmaceuticals that I'm on. This is my past trauma. This is what my current environment looks like. These are my future goals. And so from that information, I give them, this is what I would suggest to you and do strain and protocol. And if you decide to do it by yourselves, but good luck with that. Enjoy. If you decide you want to work with me, it's more of a constant chat situation where you're constantly being aware of this small shifts and nuances in your life. You're asking questions so that you know how to utilize the medicine yourself at a certain point. And then it's these like calls where it'd be virtual and it's microdose assisted. And so people would be taking a double their normal microdose and I would be taking them through a visualization. And it's all about the seven, in my opinion, seven layers of the human And so we address a lot of the things and give them the opportunity to understand this is a bunch of narratives that I didn't understand or programs that were running in the back of my mind, or these are some of these unprocessed wounds that are still affecting me that I was so good at hiding, but obviously are still affecting my money, my relationships, my sense of self. And so then after that, some people are like, I need to integrate all of that. Or some people are like, we found a whopper and we know what that taproot is. So we need to address it with another few months of work, or we need to do like a bigger experience together. And then it's typically one-on-one. So yeah, it's, it's a little bit different for each person just because everyone comes in with such vastly different experiences, but it's like a custom approach to what it means to be human and to potentially like heal and optimize a little bit. Wow. That's a, that's a pretty, I love that process because I think this is important to point out too, how you said there, it takes a few months. And I know for me, like I started backtracking on some of the stuff I said back in like 2017, 2018, because I was like, I cleared that. And I hear a lot of that happening with different therapies. People are like, we cleared it. It was an instant. Well, you don't fucking know because it might come back because life works in mysterious ways. And I'm speaking this. I don't want it for you, but I'm speaking from personal experience that after you have a moment or there's, you know, there's like an experience, you can feel like it's good. It's gone now. (laughs) But what I know from healing and I've had to heal some gnarly stuff is that life is a spiral and it shows up in different ways. And like you said, you might not know where it's showing up, but you can look at different spots of stuckness or suffering. You're like, something's here if you're paying attention. And I just feel like it's not a one and done. Like we can get big highs and get excited by doing certain things, but it's like by visiting and revisiting and even in the times where it seems almost uneventful, there's such 
consistency and like potency that's there in that being willing to be with it kind of thing. So that's what I found in my experience. I just want to share that because especially with rewriting my book, I'm like, yeah, I was naive. I thought that was good back then, but you know, it showed up in new ways and there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with it as part of being human, but I just think it's important to understand how we work in a sense. So I love that there's not this like, let's do this and see what happens. It's like, okay, let's do this and see. And like you said, there could be a whopper, which I understand that not even just with mushrooms, but like with just like I've done intense other kinds of work where I'm like, wow, like this came up. And other times it's just like, all right, I feel a lot is moving. Mm-hmm. And I feel like both both are something working. Yeah. And what's so cool about the universe is like when you you see a narrative and you're like, oh, that's not mine. That's someone else's. I This one's mine. And you're like, cool, this is my new thing. And the universe goes, is it? And it gives you a test right away. And it's like, are you sure? Are you going to embody that new knowing? Are you going to like actually live that life? Or are you actually going to like speak that into the universe? And that's when it's like, oh, well, okay. Like maybe I need a little bit more work to like bring food into my system before I, I, I say yes to the universe in that way. But yeah, it's my favorite when people are like, it's so much better. And then they instantly get a test and it's like, are you sure? Are you sure you're ready for this? Yeah. And I feel, I feel like that just happened to me because I was, I got to LA and I was just like, I'm ready for a new me. Like I'll do this every so often. I'm like, I'm ready for a new me. Like I'm going to have an experiment and I'll start meditating and I'll start just living differently. I had the movers came and all of my stuff was like, like 60 to 70% of it was damaged or broken. And I was like, tested like crazy and I was like I could feel this little part of me that felt like victimized and I'm like but you said you're done being a victim like you know so it's like just and then it's just like noticing that thread because I'm like it wasn't even mine I picked it up like it was a family thing and it's just like watching it so I'm like there's that victimization thread you have an opportunity here so it was just like it was so cool to watch but that's why we have to watch ourselves that's why we have to do the work you just said something else and it made me think of something. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, there's so much around this. And I think that we are in a, a time and space where the internet wants to feed us quick, fast, shortcut. And there's a lot of people that do the fast, quick shortcut and they're on a high and they'll promote whatever they're on a high of, whatever it is. And I think that we need to be more mindful, and even coming from this more feminine way of understanding that. There's processes to life. Like, yeah, we can quantum leap. Yeah, the quantum is real. And we are having a human experience that is 3D. Yeah, your body needs to catch up to the big upgrade that your brain and soul had. And and yeah, yeah, it's the thing though. It kind of makes me giggle. It's like, I'm not happy that your stuff got damaged. But it's kind of like you have to be careful what you ask to the universe. Because it's like, I want to be... And then your person in the universe is like, great, let's get rid of all your old stuff. That's what I send out the first. I was like, oh my God. And then the other thing was I move a lot. And I was like, the universe just the universe just said, You're done moving. <laughs> like, stop moving. And my daughter was like, The universe knows you're unstoppable. You needed something that had some real oomph. <laughs> but I did. So I was like, this is a pain in the ass. But yeah, you're right. We ask for these things. It delivers in unexpected ways, sometimes highly uncomfortable. <laughs> and that was the other thing. When we're moving into any of this intentionality, it's like, are you ready to walk the path you're praying for? 
And when we have support, it helps. And if some of this big information comes, it's just as easy to say, that's just the mushrooms talking or that's just whatever talking. And it's like, when you have support, there's someone to be that mirror for you. I find it priceless and healing and beautiful. And I think being witnessed in all of this is part of the magic. So I love that. Did you share, you shared about your process, but in terms of entry point, is it just reaching out to you? Is it Instagram hitting you up in the DMs? Is there a link in your link tree? We'll put all the links that you shared down below, but what would you tell them to take the next step listening? Yeah. So people typically will follow me on Instagram, make sure they like me because you should, you should like buy with your coach. Yeah. Do I like you? Do it's a good idea. Stand your voice. Like, do I do I resonate with like what you're putting down? But and then they typically will go to a link in my bio and book a consulting call. And then from that call, we get a lot of information. So because sometimes I'll be like, you're way too raw from this big thing happening in your life to potentially start working with mushrooms right now. We should wait or let's start taping you tapering you off of your SSRI with with some psilocybin support before we start getting into the deeper work. So yeah, it really just depends. Everybody is so different that I really do like that consulting call that helps me understand where where they are and potentially the approach that we need to start with. That's beautiful. Okay, so anyone listening, you feel called, definitely check it out. I love that you said, make sure that you like me first. If that's the first step before, you know, you want to go on this deep dive, but I feel like by listening, you get the feeling you feel like this resonates. Is there anything else that you feel called to share with the community just as a last thought, word, feeling? One, I just loved our conversation. You're so good and easy to talk to. All of your questions have been very, very wonderful. Two, it's it's really if you're if you've ever been interested in doing like self-actualization work or healing work, I feel like now is the time to do it because it's this. It feels like it's the time everybody's getting that itch and it's like this big collective shift I feel like is happening. And so help like ride that wave of energy and let's all shift maybe how we've been working in the past, how we've been connected and attached to money in the past. And let's like re-understand who we are versus like what we were told by people that lived in a completely different decade, right? And so. I feel like that's evolution is like, okay, where are we now? Who are we now? And how do we want to move forward? And and if you can, if you are interested in it, but you're afraid of legalities, then do your part to help it become legal and go out and vote when you can, because this is really supporting so many people that are really, really suffering right now. And it's also really supporting people who are not suffering, but that need that extra help. And those people are the conscious entrepreneurs that are making huge changes in the world as well. So I believe across the board, psychedelics, especially mushrooms, are are really making a, a positive weight. And so if if you clicked on this episode and you listened all the way through, it might be a sign that you should start diving a little bit deeper into understanding this for yourself. I love that. Okay. So also, I will say this because you, you mentioned this and now more is coming up. For anyone that's like, I've not even looked at this besides like hearing people like high schoolers taking mushrooms or, you know, I just don't really pay attention to it. I think it's not for me, kind of how you said about the red roses and sexuality. Some people are like, that's not my vibe. There are so many documentaries right now and like fantastic. I know they say fungi, fungi, 
It is mind-blowing if you have not watched. There's some other ones, How to Change Your Mind, but I mean, there are like elderly people that are dying of cancer that are afraid to die, have a more macro, like a, a higher dose, and they're like, I'm not afraid anymore. It's facilitating in so many ways that it's something to at least be curious about as we're rolling out. Like, I feel like there's so many mushrooms everywhere. Like they're in coffee. They're, they're all over the damn place right now, which is cool. So just like go on Netflix, check it out, see what you see there. And I do feel like we are reorienting with the feminine and like, there's a big shift happening. And I feel like we're being called to our bodies and anything that's bringing us into the body of just like a heightened sense of feeling and knowing play with it. Just get curious. I think the first step is just getting curious and exploring. You don't have to jump right into taking anything. Mm -hmm. So thank you. It's been a pleasure to have you. I'm so glad you were able to come on to the show. I know that everyone is going to, you know, get what exactly what they need from this and you all can't see it, but Bijou's house is like a jungle. If it's (laughs) the mushroom mama seat to vibe, if you could only see it. I mean, I had to take like 27 plants to my friend when I moved. And I was like, hold these till I get back to L.A. And I'm like, there's like 27 just in the background. Of your- <laughs> yeah, living in I've had most of these for like 10 years. But when I had to have a whole U-Haul just for the plants and Vert was like, you do know you're taking sand to the beach, right? And I didn't know what he meant by that because I had never been to Virginia. But now I understand like there's plants everywhere but if I have to sit inside then I'm going to make it feel like I'm outside yeah I and you know what's funny is being here not having my plants I feel like they bring life I feel connected like they're little beings and I just like them so anyway, I wanted to share that for anyone that doesn't have the visual did you thank you so much I can't wait to see where your work goes and I'm excited to hear how the community of this evolving podcast finds their way into evolving with you so thank you And there you have it. What a beautiful time I had with Bijou, bringing her on the show, having that conversation, such a gift, and even more of a gift that I can share it with you and that you get to receive it. I'm curious, like, what did you get from it? Has it led you to connect with her on Instagram? Are you getting curious about a retreat? Are you heading over to Netflix to watch one of those documentaries? Maybe you know someone in your life that could benefit from this episode. Just hearing this information and learning more about it, send it their way. And I want to ask that if you have not done so already, I love to hear from you. I love to see your reviews. Your reviews help this show reach further and do more. If you have not left a review on iTunes yet, please go ahead and do so. That would mean the world to me. And as my thank you for doing that, I'm happy to send you a gift. Just go ahead and send that screenshot of your review to my team at support at NicoleSylvester.com or shoot me over a DM and we will be sure to send you an email with your thank you gift. Now, in the meantime, I want to remind you, all of Bijou's information is down below in the show notes. And in addition to everything that Bijou has going on, I want you to know that down below, you can also find the link to unlocking your divine potential, that five days of stacking energetic breakthroughs with me live Zoom sessions. You can catch the replay. There's a Telegram community. Stay connected for those five days. Have an experiment with your divinity. And it's only $55 for early pricing. The price is going up, but you can get it now for $55. All right, my friends, I'm sending you so much love. 
Thank you for being a part of this community. Continue to keep your heart open to your biggest and juiciest desires. And remember, you're evolving. Give yourself big permission and give yourself so much grace. Until next time.